0: Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Says. Be part of the show at KramerSays.com.
1: Interact on Twitter at KramerSEZ. Now, Kramer Says. Welcome to the show. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. It is Monday, December 12th. Are you enjoying December so far? We're almost halfway through it. We're almost halfway through the month of December. We're almost there. We're we're halfway between now and uh, and Christmas, so um, if you're excited about what's happening, you got to keep that because I'm I'm going to bring you down. I think I think if you're excited for the the holidays, what I'm about to tell you is going to bring you down. Now we're going to talk about Twitter. We're going to get into that, uh, but but first, let's talk about some of these stories going on around the country uh, from the Gateway Pundit. Former Loudon County Superintendent Scott Ziegler has been indicted on charges related to his handling of sexual assault cases. Within the school district. Now, you may remember this story from a few months ago, uh, over a couple of years ago, I think actually, um, where uh, a young lady was accosted in uh, her school restroom by a young man who was, um, well, he just said he was a girl and a trans student. And it was um, is verification of what we were saying was going to happen if you allowed this to happen. And it happened. And when it happened, the school system, they didn't do the right thing. No, what they did is they hit it up. So uh, they, they hit it. They, they they tried to suppress it. Former Loudoun County Superintendent Scott Ziegler was indicted on charges related to his handling of the sexual assault cases within the school district. A juvenile court judge last year found sufficient evidence that a teen boy sexually assaulted a fellow student in a Loudoun County High School bathroom in May of 2021. On May 28th, 2021, a male transgender student wore a, sh- a skirt when he raped a 15-year-old girl in the girls' bathroom at Stonebridge High School. The school district's policy uh, allows male students to use the girls' bathrooms and vice versa. It- it's like we said this was going to happen, right? So now um, everything that we said was going to happen, happened. And then the people that said there there won't be a problem here, they covered it up. Going back to the Gateway Pundit, not only did the school officials cover up the incidents to prevent controversy over their transgender policy, but they also arrested and prosecuted the girl's father after he tried to sound the alarm at a school board meeting. This is our America today, ladies and gentlemen. This is the America that we currently live in. I, I, I want to reiterate this. It's of our own making. It's because we don't get involved. It's because when we hear these stories, we don't go down and demand answers from the people who are making these lousy decisions. And, and enforcing rules upon us under color of law, under the, the color of their position, a position that we've bestowed upon them with our votes. And then they turn around and they they use those powers against the people who put them there. When you're covering up crimes, you got to go to jail. That's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Everything that we're going to discuss today is is along this line because what we're starting to see is the information that we've said had to be out there. The the evidence that we knew had to be out there, well, it was out there because what we thought was happening was happening, is happening, continues to happen. People like Elon Musk, the, the lawsuits that are now going to the Supreme Court, saying, hey, listen, hey, listen, guys, we're we're not going to talk about somebody maybe cheated uh, in the 2020 election. We just want to say that when they had the opportunity to, to look into it, in fact, not the opportunity, the obligation to look into it, they chose not to do that. Folks, when they tell you that looking behind the door is going to violate some transparency issue or it's going to show bad light or embarrass someone, and that's the reason we shouldn't do it. That's exactly the reason that we should do it. That's exactly the reason we should do what needs to be done next. Thank God Elon Musk has started this process. We go back to we go back to uh, the Gateway Pundit story. Uh, Scott Ziegler, one count of misdemeanor false publication, one count of misdemeanor misdemeanor prohibited contact and one count of misdemeanor penalizing an employee for a court appearance. From ABC News, they reported Loudoun County Public Schools official, former Superintendent Scott Z- Ziegler, and the school's system's public information officer, Wade Bird, or Byard, um, were indicted by a special grand jury following an investigation into two sexual assaults. Now think about this. If these men had done the right thing by these kids in the first place, and never allowed the the transgender bathrooms this would have never happened guaranteed would have never happened then they did the thing that you don't do they did the one thing that you're not supposed to do they covered it up they covered it up that that just blows me away you make a mistake regardless of how big it is you don't cover it up you always get busted for that you always get busted Every time you get busted for the cover-up. Again, from the uh, the Gateway Pundit, different story. Uh, Justice is rigged, the headline reads. That's in quotes. Brazil election breakdown. Official shut down website and remove evidence after it was exposed. Argentine data expert Fernando Ceramido, sorry if I screwed that up, gave a worldwide presentation on the anomalies in the Brazilian presidential election. While there is no deb- the direct proof of fraud the statistical anomalies are so egregious to demand a thorough investigation. Now, we went through this in 2020 here in the United States. You saw it. You've seen the numbers. If you've been paying attention to any of this, you know that you don't get a 70, 80, 90% turnout in these races. You just don't. And suddenly, in a two-year period, we've seen 70, 80, and 90% turnouts. It's lucky if it's 50%. That's considered awesome. It's generally around 30 to 40%. And we're seeing turnouts of 70 to 80%. Sounds like somebody's stuffing the old boxes. That's what it sounds like. It definitely looks like that. Going back to the story, in his original report on November 4th, Saramito pointed out the discrepancies between pre-2020 voting machines and 2020 voting machines, which have internal memory and are auditable. I'll, I'll get it right. Auditable. In the 2020 machines... I, uh, Bolsonaro won the election, fifty-one point oh four percent to forty-eight point nine six percent for uh, Lula da Silva. In the non-auditable, in the non-auditable, non—this is a hard word for me—the non-auditable pre-2020 machines, Lula won fifty-two thirty-nine to forty-seven sixty-one for Bolsonaro. Even in the very same regions and cities. Now that doesn't make sense, does it? The machines that you can't audit. The communist wins, and the ones you can audit, Bolsonaro wins. Strange, huh? So people started calling this out, and all of a sudden, what ends up happening? Well, the sites come down. One hour after we presented our results on November 4th, the TSE site was taken down. No one knows what happened. All documents received an update at 7 p.m. At 11 p.m., the update went online again. When it went live again, entire sections were erased from the database. This was an attack, now this is a quote, this was an attack not only on Brazil, but on democracy. Does the TSE really think we're so stupid we cannot modify the data from the ballot boxes? Justice is rigged, ceremonial says. So that's going on in Brazil. Now, folks, if, if you've been watching my content or listening to my content for a while, you know that what I've been doing over the last several, well, the last several months is, is taking a look at where we're going next. What happens next? Um, because I know where we are. You may not know where we are. You may not be prepared for what happens next, but I'm totally prepared for what happens next, because I love history. Think, um, think, Western Europe, 1938. That's that's what we're getting ready to go through. Uh, they've got to tighten down the ratchets. They, 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 they. You saw what they did with the 22 election. The cheating. Battleground states, only in battleground states. We're not having these issues in red states or solid blue states. No, it's only the states that they don't have 100% control of yet. Like in California, you don't hear about these issues in California, even when you learn that, hey, there's whole um, baskets, bags of votes that never even made it to the midterm elections because someone threw them in a reg- uh, in a ravine. Yet we're supposed to believe that the system is honest. Well, in California, it just co- gets covered up. Nobody's going to jail for election fraud in California. Not if you've got a D behind your name. You got a, you got an R behind your name and you try to do something funny. Oh, yeah, they'll definitely roast you. But if you've got a D, no chance in God's green earth that you're ever going to go to jail in the state of California or New York or anywhere else where, where Ds are in, are in control. They will indict you if you have an R behind your name. Just ask Donald Trump in the state of New York. Got a question for you here. Are you ready? Are you ready to see a gnome lie?
2: I, I don't know how many times I can say it, Madam Chair. We did not fund gain of function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. In our health lead, we now know that a bat coronavirus was enhanced in a lab. NIH and NIAID categorically has not funded gain of function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute. The National Institutes of Health acknowledged that
0: it funded research of a virus that was studied at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The experiment, unexpectedly, we're told, made a bat coronavirus more contagious than the original naturally occurring one.
2: (laughs) Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement.
3: A new letter raising questions about experiments in a Wuhan lab.
2: What was, Can let me take, finish. You
3: take an animal virus
2: and you increase its yeah. transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function. Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about.
3: For years the National Institutes of Health provided grant money to the Eco Health Alliance Research Group, which conducted experiments with bat coronaviruses in Wuhan, China. And if anybody is
2: lying here, Senator, it is you. That's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. We we don't don't know. Wait a minute. It did I come can, to the lab, but you, all the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. You, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the lab, including yourself.
3: National Institute of Health admitted this week that it funded controversial gain of function research using coronaviruses at a lab in China at the epicenter of the pandemic. Contradicting claims from Dr. Anthony Fauci that American tax dollars never paid for that kind of research.
2: I have not lied before Congress, I have never lied. Certainly not before
1: Congress. Case closed. Case closed. He's the science. Don't question him. He's the science, folks. He has all the information. Just ask him. He'll tell you. See, what they're doing now is they're circling the wagons. They know they're in trouble. I think this is interesting. Um, We've known for years that Tony Fauci is a liar. We saw what he did back in the, the 80s and up through the 90s um his personal choices in uh, allowing the the little puppies to be eaten alive by fleas to to test um drugs on children who have no ability no advocacy working for them no one fighting for them he went into the to the um welfare system children that had been left behind by their parents abandoned by their parents and he preyed on them to be able to use uh, his drugs and concoctions on them, they didn't have a say. So they were wards of the state, and the state said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on in here, Tony. Yeah, you, you, you can experiment on these kids. No, we, we, we don't have a problem." When they found out they couldn't do that, guess where they went next? They went to Africa with with Bill Gates and his groups, and that's why this next question here I think is interesting. Um, we're we're in the uh, the press room of, of the White House. And um, they're discussing the attacks on Dr. Fauci by by Elon Musk. Now, Elon Musk has made some very clear statements. Over the weekend, he said his pronouns on Twitter were going to be fire. I'm sorry, prosecute Fauci. Uh, for that, he was lamb blasted by the left for being you know, insensitive to the LGBTQI, whatever they are now, uh, uh, alphabet police. And that they came down and said, well... You you've got to change your mind. You, you, you can't be doing this. This is and and what did and and what did Elon Musk say? He fired right back. He must have evidence. He must have something that he knows that we don't know. He's releasing a lot of it on online. But what's interesting to me is, is, is this next this next video and how they how they phrase what's happening here. You can tell the position of the reporter by how they asked this question. Elon Musk has made claims. He hasn't attacked anyone. He he made claims. He said that Fauci has done this. Fauci can retort. But there's been no attacks made. But listen how the left, and this is a canned question, somebody asking her, told him to ask this so that she could give her a response. Listen closely from the press White House. Um. As you know, um, Elon Musk launched a series of attacks on um, Dr. Anthony Fauci over the weekend, calling for his prosecution, and then he shared uh, some other um, memes uh, about him and suggested he lied about he's lying about the origins of the coronavirus. What's what's your response? Uh, first of all, to specifically to the attacks on uh, Dr. Fauci, and second, uh, how yeah, is well that's you- the second that's the second time that he's used that phrase attacks the attacks on Dr. Fauci. There's no attacks on Dr. Fauci. A claim has been made about something that he said. That's not an attack. That's a claim. There's been no attack. He didn't call him names. He didn't say, he said that Fauci is guilty of this. Fauci can respond. That's not an attack, but that's what you're going to see from this side. This is how they play this game. This is how they put this out there. Watch carefully how they do this. Twitter
4: as a sort of public forum and a forum for yourself and from the president and many other officials here how how are those views evolving
3: so look we've been very clear about this uh, these attacks these personal attacks uh, that we have been seeing are dangerous uh, uh on dr fauci and other public health professionals as well uh are they are disgusting and they are divorced from uh from reality and uh, we will continue to call that out and be very clear uh, about that. Again, these are incredibly dangerous, these personal attacks that we are seeing. Uh, Dr. Fauci has served under seven Republican and Democratic presidents. We cannot forget that. Uh, he has given, he has given uh, his almost entire career to civil, to civil service uh, public ser- as a public servant. Uh, his work on infectious disease from HIV, AIDS to COVID has saved countless lives. And uh you know it's unfortunate that he has uh you know we we are fortunate I should say that he is
1: I, I, I'm so tired I can't do I can't take her I can't take her. She's sitting there and reading answers as if she's giving you the answer in real time as if this isn't totally canned and it's, it's just a lie. she's terrible. she can't even remember what she's supposed supposed to lie about too she she's got to have the book of lies in front of her. she can't spout, this is our position. She has no idea what the position of the president is. It's in a fucking book. Somebody wrote that down for her. This is what you'll say if this is asked. Have you ever one time seen her talk candidly and say anything candidly at all? You do not. Why? She can't do it. It's got to come out of the book. It's preordained. They've already determined what she's going to say. She does not talk off the cuff. She says exactly what she's told to say. There is no leeway. This is a scripted show, folks. What you're seeing on a daily basis is scripted. Everything is scripted, even what her answers to the questions she knows she's going to be asked. That's why she doesn't like going to the people who ask questions that she's not prepared for. That's why she gets very irate with them and says no and just leaves the press office or the press room, the briefing room. I'll get it right here in a moment why well she has to she doesn't have the answer she's not mad she's not upset with them she does not have the answer at all L- let's let's finish up with this idiot because you got to see she's reading from a script
3: his career uh, and his life uh, and his exceptional talent to the America's uh, public health, to America's public health, and that's what should be uh, discussed right now. That's what we should be thankful uh, to him about. And again, these are inc-
1: we should be thankful. We should be thankful to what Tony Fauci has done to the American people over the last forty years. He botched the AIDS rollout. He experimented on on animals. He experimented on little kids, and you still hold him up on a pedestal? Well, it should be be no surprise whatsoever that anybody who's an idiot that thinks along that line would think that what's going on on the southern border, for example, that they think that that's okay. Yeah, I'm jumping around here a bit today. The White House that we have right now, the leadership that we currently have in this country, they are... um, they are either grossly inept or this is all by design. There's no if, there's no, there's no ands if or buts about it. There's no in between. There's no wiggle room. It's either one or the other. Either they're inept and they've got to go or they're corrupt and they've got to go. We have thousands of people currently lining up on our southern border because Joe Biden is going to let Title 42 lapse. Do you know what that means to you? to you. we we have a we have a distressed country right now our supply chain crisis is fucked it hasn't been fixed in 2 years prices are continuing to rise joe's given away all of our fuel to the chinese so we got to deal with that yeah it's brought prices down for a bit but they're going back up and nobody's buying shit for christmas did you know that yeah, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, in our family, uh, I was surprised to learn. My wife has a little app that she she, she utilizes, and this app tracks everything that she spends on, on gifts. And um, over the last several years, I'd get at the end of the, as we got clo- closer to Christmas and everything was wrapped into the tree, I'd go, okay, um, shock me. What did we spend? And um, it would always be somewhere in the ballparks of three dollars to $5,000. That's kind of what we spent on Christmas. Um, this year, it was $600. Yeah, I cut back too. I've got mainly adult children They They don't really need anything except for my my oldest son. He his family, they, they uh, their house burned down a few a couple of months ago. So we're still helping them get things together as they're uh, getting their house rebuilt. But I didn't spend anything on them that I didn't have to spend. Now, now think about that. We're used to spending between three and $5,000 and we've cut back. We cannot be the only ones. So if you're used to spending six or $700, what are you spending this year? Are you spending as much? I'll bet you're not. In fact, we can see the spending is down across the board because, well, prices on certain commodities are starting to drop because nobody's buying them. Lumber started to drop there for a while. It's coming back up. We'll see how that turns out. But you see where I'm going. People are slowing everything down. That's what they wanted to do. They wanted to slow the economy down, make everything more expensive so they could draw all that money out that they put in, the $2 trillion that they put in, those those STEMI checks that you got, they want that money back. You didn't think that they were going to give you that cash for free, did you? No. No, we told you when they gave it to you, it was all a trick that you're going to have to pay it back and it was going to hurt more paying it back than it did waiting to get it. Again, I'm right, but we go back down to the, to the Southern border. And why, why do we go down there? Because that's, that's where the next big emergency is going to be. When these thousands of people start pouring across our border with no resources, well, we, we shall see here shortly how many people end up dead in the desert because they're woefully unprepared to cross a across that area. And they're going to go where they think they can get through. They're going to go where they don't think it's checked. They will do dangerous things to get across now because it's finally open. The promised land has been opened by the Biden administration. And the question you've got to ask yourself is this one right here.
4: How did this caravan get there? It was bust in. Take a look at this video our team shot yesterday in Ciudad Juarez watching as 20 of these migrant buses received a Mexican police escort and were busted into Ciudad Juarez and they were all dropped off at local shelters and NGOs. Well, the migrants didn't stay at those shelters. They immediately walked down to the border, walked to the river, and they crossed illegally en masse. And El Paso isn't the only spot getting hammered right now. now. Eagle Passes as well. Take a look at this video our team shot in Eagle Pass uh, just about an hour ago, pre-dawn hours in Eagle Pass, another single massive group of up to 500 migrants that crossed illegally. As you can see, almost all of them are single adults. And in just the last couple days there in Eagle Pass, they've had groups of 704 and 650, absolutely enormous groups there. And it's having an impact on border patrol infrastructure. Take a look at this last piece of video our drone team in Eagle Pass over the weekend, over the Border Patrol tent facility there where they process these migrants. It's got a capacity of 1,000 people. Well, as you can see, the overflow already started over the weekend with lines of migrants waiting outside to get inside. Border Patrol vans full of migrants unable to unload because there wasn't space inside. So Border Patrol getting overwhelmed right now in at least two uh, sectors here in Texas. And back out here live, keep in mind, Title 42 set to drop nine days days from now. You just saw the situation at the border right now with Title 42 in place. All of our border patrol sources are telling us when Title 42 drops, it is going to get significantly worse. We'll send it back to you.
2: It's just crazy. And, and Bill, a real quick question for you, if, a quick answer if possible. Who put the people on the buses? Because clearly there was coordination between the buses and the NGOs and the Mexican authorities
4: we don't know what we know is this caravan of buses came in from elsewhere once it got to the mexican state of chihuahua where juarez is it was initially stopped by mexican authorities there at some point yesterday They decided to let that caravan go through. As you can see in the video, they received a police escort. They were all dropped off at NGOs by the border. And then they, they of course, didn't stay at the NGOs. They just walked across the river, which you can see in that uh, video last night. Again, biggest group we have ever seen in our more than a year and a half covering the border now. Well over 1,000 people.
2: And they're all
1: going to be released, most of them, into the United States. Exactly. This is what you've got to see, folks. They're coming to a community near you. Now, I'm sure the vast majority of them are fine folks, just trying to do better for their families. I don't begrudge them that at all. What I begrudge them is that I don't get the same same leniency that they do. And what I mean by that is, I'm not allowed to break the law to get ahead in this country. How about you? Are you allowed to break the law to, to get ahead? you going to jump ahead of other people in your country are, are you allowed to break the law and do something to where you get away with it crossing across our border illegally is illegal it's the fucking law if they'll break the law that says you can't come in i don't trust that they won't break other ones no no no, no you can't do that they're law-abiding well how the fuck do we know how do we know they're law abiding? How do we know that every time the crime is is committed, that they don't just run and skip off to the other side of the border? How do we know? Th- oh, you don't know that because you can't know unknown unknowns, right? Isn't that what they said? How many crimes are are not answered? How many how many murders and rapes and 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 uh, other things that have happened? Cri- you know, other crimes that have happened have gone unanswered or unsolved because the people guilty just picked up and moved. I mean, if you don't belong to a nation and you're not there legally, if you're just here to make money and something goes astray where y- you do something wrong and really nobody knows who you are, why the fuck would you stick around? I just go to another city, change my name. Nobody knows who the fuck I am. But But the liberals, the Democrats want you to believe... That these illegals are honest illegals. That once they're here, they're they're completely above board and everything. See, so here's the thing: that's that's not true either. Because they they deal mainly in cash. It's it's hard to deal in anything else. And then, secondly, they get taken advantage of by unscrupulous people on the left and the right. But again, it that's that's the punishment you get. That's one of the prices you pay you're here illegally, you don't go through the right way, then you can't call on the law to protect you. There's people that understand that. It's going to get worse before it gets better, folks. And they're ramping it up. That's why this Title 42 thing is such a big thing. That's why they're allowing the border to be open. They've got to have another problem they've got to they've got to have an emergency they've got to have everything collapsing so that you'll think that they're the answer so that you'll jump on board with them and say yes you're right to if as long as you feed me and as long as you house me i'll do anything that you want i don't want to be in the cold and i don't want to starve please house me please feed me that's exactly what you'll do it's called human nature most people will do that there's a hand there's a handful of us that would never do that no, I will, I, I will end my life before I allow you to do that to me. I will not live that way. I will not live on bended knee. I'm an American. So are you. You should want more, not just for yourself, but you should want more for your kids, for your grandkids. The future of this country. But it's easier to think about right now, today. See, here's the thing. I... There, there there, for a while, I was really agitated. I wanted to get people excited and get in the streets and let's take this thing back and let's do what our founding fathers did. Not going to happen. Nope, that's not going to happen. We're not going to see that happen in this country. We're in a different kind of war now. The war that we're in is a completely different war. By the time that it gets to kinetic action, it's already too late. There's no saving it. We'll, We'll turn into every other... Warlord area, uh, you know, a warlord based um, uh, system that you've seen across the world when a country starts to fall apart. It'll be the wild, wild west again. The stories that we heard about the, you know, the sheepers and the ranchers and, and the farmers and the ranchers and the, well, that's going to start happening again. And you're going to have strong arms. And do you know who the first strong arms are probably going to be? There's two groups it's going to come from the cops and it's going to come from the criminals they'll be the ones that take everything over initially. So it always happens. The cops are corrupt. We've seen that. Our politicians are corrupt. We've seen that. In fact, we're learning, learning more and more and more about it. When I say cops are corrupt, people, there's a lot of people, oh, oh, I, I believe in the blue. Listen, I believe in the blue too. I support them, the ones that are honest. There are fewer and fewer and fewer honest cops out there. Sadly, that's the case because it's easier to be dishonest. It's more lucrative to be dishonest. It's, more, it's better for your career if you abandon the Constitution if you're a police officer these days. They lock up the people who know their constitutional rights, and they, they let the people who, who break the law free. You still think the cops are working for us? That's my point. When they, they, they don't know the Constitution themselves, that's why we're in the situation that we're in. That's why we're, the, the problem that we have is that even our police officers have no understanding of the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, any of the constitutional amendments. they have no idea what your rights are. And, and I've said this before, and, and a buddy of mine came at me really hard. He goes, oh, you know what you're talking about. And then he comes back and he goes, oh, you're right. I know. Police officers, politicians, They have no rights. Did you know that? They are agents of the state. They have no rights. The Constitution doesn't account for their rights. They're agents of the state. And when acting as agents of the state, they have no rights. Only citizens have rights. They're no longer citizens when they are acting as agents of the state. That's why as agents of the state, they always do everything to protect themselves. That's what they've been doing for the last two years. Since the 2020 election, the circles, uh, the the wagons have circled time and time again to protect both the left and the right. And the American citizen has sit back and been pissed off, but done nothing about it. You've got two years, motherfuckers. You got two years to get your shit straight. 24 is the last election. That's it we don't get another one. Nope. If if we do not take back our country in the next two years, the 24, ele- and when I say take back, I mean, through lawful means, through the court system. Look at what we're learning from, from Twitter. Imagine if we went to FOIA, everything, they can't hide it forever. And here's what's going to happen. If they don't start doing the right thing, somebody is going to start doing the wrong thing. And that's what concerns me more than anything else. That somebody decides now's the time to do the wrong thing for the right reasons. Because the moment that it becomes kinetic, the moment that a person or group of people decide to take on a government form, whatever that form may be, it will fall. Now everybody goes, well, they'll pull the army and they'll pull this. Yeah, how how fast did Seattle fall? There's no fucking way the U.S. military, unless they want to go in scorched earth, can take back a city from the American people. Ain't going to happen. I'm not calling for it. I'm just saying that it's, it's, it's impossible. There's too many of us. And they would have to go scorched earth on their own people. I don't, I don't even see the U.S. military doing that. I may be wrong. I may be naive, but I don't think that's going to happen. But what we have to do as a people is we have to start standing up and saying that if this does not stop, you're only leaving us one recourse. We're Americans. Revolution. Revolution is our heritage. Don't you get it? We were founded on revolution. There's a group of people in this country right now itching for another revolution. That's what they've lived their entire lives for. And those people are on both sides of the aisle, far over here, far over here. But they're out there. That's what they want, because they think that they, if they can have a revolution, then they can they can direct, they can create the environment they want. We can't allow those people to actually meet in the streets because we're in trouble if we do. That's what scares me, and that's why I decided to go back down here and and talk about the deep state if there's uh if you haven't watched what's going on on the uh the epic times they have a new documentary called the shadow state uh great documentary and what it showcases is the harm that esg um environmental um social and governance so those three areas um environmental is the environment uh, social is um oh the the lgbtq the the equal rights all uh, all the social governance stuff and then um governance of of people um, through the government. Uh, And ESG is a program that is run by large organizations, uh, in particular in this country, uh, the financial institutions, the banking institutions, um, big tech, big business, they're all on board. And in particular, uh, BlackRock, Vanguard, and uh, State Street here in the U.S., who control just about everything they control just about everything in this country and when you say well how do they do that well they own interest in these companies so they don't own the company this is what what's genius about what they've done is that they don't own the company they own the biggest portion of the company the biggest share the controlling share of the company but they don't own the company then they own another company in the same industry over here and they own the controlling share of it as well and they've got controlling share of just about every major brand in every industry across our nation. So when this controlling brand or controlling shares come in and say, listen, we want you to listen to what we have to say, these brands do what they're told because the money at the top is putting pressure on them to do what they want. So when you all of a sudden saw Target and you saw Kroger and you saw Albertsons and you saw these other stores across the country enacting the exact same policies at the exact same time but they're all these different companies you don't think that they're that they're all being pulled by the same puppet masters all those strings being pulled by the same puppet, puppet masters but they are they're being pulled by these three companies and here's the genius part of it they're not a monopoly but they have the same effect as a, as a monopoly and not just a monopoly in one industry but the monopoly of a nation that's what's so fucking dangerous about what ESG is doing to our country and not just our country, but to the planet, because decisions are being made behind closed doors with CEOs, directors, and we're seeing it play out. We're seeing how our free speech was stolen from us by a handful of people at the the the, the 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 highest offices at Twitter. They decided that you didn't get to have a voice. They decided that you didn't get to say what you wanted to say because they disagreed with you and they were in a position of power. Well, these same people are all on board with ESG. They don't think that you should have the right to say what you want to say. They think that 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 document, the Constitution, you know, the one that Trump said that um, he was going to suspend. Remember, that's what they read it as because they don't know how to fucking spell. They don't know what diction, they don't know what uh, punctuation is. That document that they they were all so upset that Trump said he might want to suspend it. They were all defending it. They're the ones that say that it's an old piece of paper that was written by a bunch of old white guys that owned slaves, and we should we should throw it away. We've got new times, new new things that we need to look at. We need equity, not equality. We need equity. But you see the big story. And, and we're not. We haven't heard about it yet. With what Twitter is doing, with what Elon Musk is doing, and this is interesting. What we're not hearing about yet are the big stories. We're hearing about all the executives, but as Steve Bannon says, no, it's not. Uh, it's not the executives that that we want to hear from. It's our officials in government telling those executives what to do. Steve Bannon and uh, Charlie Kirk from the War Room. The Twitter executives. That's just they're their tools, right? The story here is uh president trump's fbi director president trump's attorney general president trump's dni dhs CISA. um i can go on i'll throw in dod and his uh chairman of the joint chiefs what well, is it's pretty extraordinary is it not sir
0: yeah it is you know because i have all this free time i was rereading the divine comedy this weekend. And I was reminded that in the ninth circle of hell, right outside of where Satan is, in according to Dante, who it might be one of the great works in the history of Western civilization, the worst of all sins was treachery and betrayal. Uh, that Satan himself in the three mouths that he would be consuming was consuming Brutus, Cassius, and Judas. Of course, Brutus and Cassius being the two people that literally killed Julius Caesar. And I mentioned this, Steve, because what we are living through the depths of the evil of the treachery of the deceit of the betrayal uh this regime was born out of what dante would call the worst thing a human being could do uh and and as far as the thing that deserved the lowest level of punishment the lowest level that a human being could sink to in fact in the three rings of hell of the ninth layer of hell the one that was reserved for those that would get the harshest punishment are people that would betray their benefactors or those that they swore oaths of loyalty to. So I just find that to be an interesting aside, Steve, as we put this into context, the people that went out of their way to actively lie to President Trump's face, to take documents off his desk and then fly all the way across the country from Washington DC to Menlo Park and meet privately with Yoel Roth to plot the suppression of speech and the takedown of an entire campaign and administration. At every single turn, Donald Trump was betrayed in similar fashion that Julius Caesar was and other leaders in pri- in, in many years prior. And so we are looking at an illegitimate regime that was born out of the acts of treachery, deceit and betrayal.
1: Hey man, everything that we've been saying for the last two years, everything that we've been saying for the last two years well, actually, almost seven years now, since 2016, everything that we've been saying about how we've been treated, how we've been attacked, how we've been oppressed, it's all true. So the question is now, America, what do you do next? What do you do? How do you come out and and, and say, listen, we, we learned now what you were doing to us. We're not happy about it. What do you do next? Do you think that these people are going to give up power willingly? Do you think they're just going to step down? And who takes their place? The person who was waiting in the wings to take their place that already knew what was going on and was using that as leverage? Do do you think that, that we can maintain the same people in place? That's what Trump learned. Trump learned that the shadow state, the continual bureaucracy, the deep state, the swamp, they control what happens. And, and the biggest thing that they've done, the biggest mistake that they've made, is that they've exposed themselves. If there's if there's anything that they've done, they've shown us through their own um, hubris, through well, their own pride. The moment Trump lost, they came out and they started saying, "We did this because we had to. This is what we had to do to save democracy." They admitted to what they had done. It was worth it. But what they've done is they, they've exposed themselves. And now that we know what we're looking for and who to look at and how they did it, now they're running for the shadows. And that's what these guys talk about next. They um, talk about, well, what happened? You'll, you'll see. Here we go. It's in a Republican administration and Trump's administration. It's really their own. It's really their own deal it's the administrative state picks and chooses what they're going to do is that what you're seeing here this treachery and betrayal is of an elected populist president
0: yeah that's such a smart point steve because it was more than the assassination of julius caesar it was the transition from the roman republic to the roman empire and then of course then we get caesar augustus and tiberius and then the problem is you get some virtuous Caesars and then you get Caligula. <laughs> you get Nero and the whole place falls apart. You get a
1: bit ba- so, you get a. you get a bad run. You get a bad yeah, run, that's right. right?
0: But no, and it's not dissimilar that we actually have an administrative state dictatorship right now. And this is why the populist nationalist movement that we're gonna be celebrating and we're going to be talking about this weekend in Phoenix, Arizona, at Amfest is such an existential threat to what they wish to do because it's it's a different type of dictatorship because we've been propagandized to believe that a dictatorship is just a single person calling the shots. What happens if you have an oligarchy where it's five, six hundred people and multiple thousands of little workers like Yol Roth? And just to kind of focus in on Yol Roth, he's a degenerate boy king who was behind a computer screen that had more power to censor the speech of millions than anyone could have possibly ever dreamed. No one elected Yol Roth. He didn't campaign for anything. He didn't collect signatures. He didn't have to participate in debates. No, he wrote a super creepy PhD at University of Pennsylvania. He gets put into power at Twitter in, tr- in charge of trust and safety. And according to Elon Musk's own description, he was the de facto CEO of the world's public square. And so what we saw with Donald Trump is he was being squeezed by every direction, by people that would go, and I mean Steve, you saw this, but it's even worse than we could have ever imagine because the evidence just keeps pouring out. People that would go in for multiple hours of meetings And they would suck up to him and they would lie to him and they would walk right out that door and stab him in the back and it was trump's own government that kicked him off twitter i want you to think about that it was trump's own government that was meeting actively to shut him up the people that he empowered christopher ray to the, the attorney general to department of justice to department of homeland security And whether the top of those agencies knew about it or not, these are questions that the new Republican Congress needs to iron out. But we are really on the verge, on the precipice, Steve, if the populist nationalist movement is not successful, to say goodbye to the American Republic and go into an administrative state dictatorship where that middle swath of government runs everything.
1: There you go. That's where we're headed. That's where we're headed if you don't get involved. Wait a minute. You're going to leave it. You're going to leave it to the politicians to fix these motherfuckers, the ones that have been lying to you and working behind your back, not only to take every dime that you have in your pocket, but to silence you along the way to, to jail you if you have the audacity to come out against them and say, hey, listen, I don't like what you're doing. I have rights. And they tell you that those rights were written by men who shouldn't be trusted that our founding fathers were were slave owners and we should not take anything that they have to say seriously. That's an old, outdated document written by racists. As they use those very same laws against you, they tell you in one breath that the Constitution, we've got to get get away with it. We've got to do away with it. We've got to get the Electoral College. No, we've got to get everything that these men thought was the way to protect the citizenry from the politicians—we got to get rid of all of that. We've got to get rid of every protection that the founding fathers put in because they realized the power of a shadow state, a bureaucracy of of corrupt politicians, corrupt business owners. What BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard are doing with other country or other companies and other countries around the planet should be concerning to you. We're going to get into that more here in the next couple of weeks. We're also going to dive into Yuval Harari, the New World Order. We're going to dive into Klaus Schwab more in depth because these are the people that are driving the decisions that are being made for you on a daily basis. Nobody makes decisions for me. Yeah, they do. You may not know it. You may not even notice it. But are you having a hard time finding some of the stuff that you used to buy in stores? Yeah, they're doing that. I've said it before. They are the most dangerous people on the face of the earth. And people go, well, who are they? You always say that. Crazy people say that. Conspiracy people start always saying, they, they're doing something, or they did this, or, or they killed that person, or... Yep, we are. Do you know who they are? I knew who they are. BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. They're the ones who pulled the shots and in one day decided that this nation was going to shut down. They're the ones that did it. How do I know? Well, because orders went around to all of their little stores and all the little minions and all those little stores went through and placed up placards that said, we are now going to shut down. This is the way that we'll operate. And they all went along with it because they all wanted to keep their jobs. Why? Because the three kings at the top said, do it, do it now. And they did. So the only way that this changes, the only way that this stuff stops is if you stop it. If you decide that you're done with it, that you're you you're done playing the game, that you're done messing with these silly rules from little boys and little girls on the playground because that's what it is. These rules don't make any sense. These mandates, they didn't make any sense. You gotta go, you gotta go one way down an aisle in a grocery store as if the as if the um the viruses and the bacteria suddenly said, Hey. And, and here's the thing. When I saw this, I just started laughing. They had a store where they were mandating you had to go up one aisle and down the other aisle and up one aisle and down the other aisle. You couldn't go like this in an aisle. No, no, no. I know we've been doing it for eons. You can't do that. That's too fucking dangerous. And I'm in the line and I, I said it out loud and everyone started laughing. I go, how do we know that we're going the right way with the viruses? How do we know that they're not going the opposite way? Who checked to say to see which way the viruses are going? Who else thinks this is asinine? Mr. Sir, you got to go down. You're getting everybody upset. No, I'm asking people to think for themselves. That's what you've got to do as well. You've got to begin thinking for yourselves. If you listen to this show, you probably already do think for yourselves. But you've got to start thinking for yourselves on a bigger scale. What are you going to do in six months? Where are you going to be in a year? What about two years? Well, I don't know, Kramer. I don't know what's going on. That's exactly it. You got to start making those plans now. You've got to be able to to survive through what they've got ready for us. Listen, uh, I talked to a gentleman in in Australia. Uh, we were on Twitter for about an hour and a half, two hours last night, and had a great conversation. Um, but what's concerning to me is what's happening in Australia. What's happening in Canada? These are these are Judeo Christian societies, no different than our own, built. Fairly uh, closely to each other in in, in cultural and and belief structure and everything. They're disarming them and then they're locking them down. If you don't do what the state says, you don't get to eat. You don't get to travel. And now, believe it or not, just like in Oxford, I think it's Oxfordshire, England. They've decided that that's going to be a state. That's going to be a zone. And they're going to do this new this new uh, policy with the WEF starting in 2023 where you will not be able to leave your zone. They're going to see how people can interact and and how they how well they do. They're they're doing these studies to see how you the sheep will comply. They're telling you what they're doing folks. Why does the government think that they have to test locking down citizens, not allowing them to travel so that they can save the planet? Are we really that far down the road that they'd have to do that? Is our planet at the point where we've got to lock down our citizenry to save the planet? It's it's, it's really that bad? That's the answer? No, that's not the answer. The reason that they're locking you up is because they know you won't go along with it. That's why they're taking the guns in Canada. That's why they took them in Australia. This plan to do this has taken eons, and they're willing to wait it out. They don't care. They're in it for the long game. Maybe they are lizard lizard people that live for 2,000 years. I don't know. What I do know is this. I'm not going to live on bended knee. I don't know about you. I will will be the one that fights. I'll be the one that says, no, I'm not doing that. I may stand alone, but at least I'll die standing. With that being said, (laughs) that wraps it up for our show today. It is Monday, December 12th. I'll be back tomorrow or as soon as we can. And I'm st- I've got a new out, so I got to see if I can do this.
3: Woohoo! Let's see if we go. Get more at KramerSays.com, KramerSEZ.com.